0: Welcome to On the Preds with me, your host Alex Darby of A to Z Sports, and my co-host Sean Smith. Almost forgot my name there for a second, but we are ready to roll to talk Preds and Preds hockey. Sean, how is it going?
2: Going pretty well. You know, we're in the home stretch before Thanksgiving. That's always an exciting time. So, uh, looking forward to what what next week brings us in the ways of uh, Thanksgiving meal. So,
0: yeah, excited. Thanksgiving coming coming up on that time. Predators are in full swing, and we have a pretty exciting thing to talk about today, at least from from my perspective, something that I think is pretty fun to talk about. I'm excited. And that is... What? I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, and that is, we are going to talk all show about Cole Smith. That's right. It is time. The people people have been asking. We have (laughs) Cole Smith content for the people. All show long, we'll be talking about Cole Smith.
2: Well, I mean, Alex, you know, I was pretty upset earlier in the season, and I'll, I'll admit that I felt like there was a lot of unfair anti-Smith rhetoric going on, um, yeah. especially on, on this show. I don't know that um, I was responsible for it as much as some of the other hosts of the show were, but uh, I think, you know, I think it's time that everybody starts respecting what's going on out there for Smiths. It's, it's time. We
0: have to talk about it's him. Yeah. He's a big part of the team right now. Um, in case you can't t- detect the sarcasm, we are not going to talk about Cole Smith. We are going to talk about a different young Preds forward who made his debut on Saturday. His name is Yuso Parsonen. All I'm saying is that folks out there who are casual fans of this team, you are probably going to want to keep this name in mind for a while based yeah. on what we saw on Saturday. So we are going to spend a lot of time talking about you. Parsonen, and, um, and, uh, I've got some information on, well, I mean, I, I, I published an article today. that was a, basically a recap of kind of what happened on Saturday, but also getting some impact or some, some, uh, reaction from, uh, other from Fred's players today at practice. And also from John Hines got a lot of good stuff when John Hines, he revealed some interesting things that I think, and I'll, I'll talk about today, but, um, First, I, I guess before we really get there, we have to talk about the first two games from this week, uh, which were just plum ugly, as as you might say.
2: Yeah, the
0: Predators had two losses on the uh, to finish up the road trip uh, at Colorado and um, at Seattle. There were some some bad games. Um, uh, I mean, I, I don't think there was really much to, to say about those games other than they were terrible in both those games. I mean, I think we we expected we expected them to be bad against Colorado. We did not expect a five one blowout loss to Seattle. Um, and even in the Colorado game, like the second half of the game, they almost they kind of looked better. I don't know, but there there were some there were some bad moments in those first two games of the week. Well,
2: you know, it's it's one thing to say it's horrible, but another to say like what made it horrible. And I think. I think you really just kind of get into the fact that we're we're this deep into the season and it it just seems like the Predators were playing some uninspired hockey out there. And you said maybe toward the second half of the Colorado game, it it got a little better. And and yeah, I think to an extent it did, but at the same time, gosh, I I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. You expected a a solid, a solid beating from, from Colorado. (laughs) I think that's, I mean, I hate that you're kind of at that stage where it's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure Colorado is going to wipe the floor with the Predators. But mm-hmm. when you look at that Seattle game, you've got to give some credit to Seattle to say, you know, hey, they've, you know, for a second year team, especially one that wasn't as big of a recipient of the um, expansion draft that that Vegas was. I think it was a we don't get fooled again situation there with a lot of the GMs. They've actually done a pretty good job at improving that team from the first year to the second, so I'll give them some credit there. But it, by and the, large, that, the,
0: the Seattle game, the, there was the, the start was awful. Like they yeah. they, they were down two nothing in the first eight minutes, th- four nothing at the first seventeen minutes. Uh, it was four nothing going into the first period or first intermission, um, and the, the very first goal was a just a bad goal allowed by UC Saras. That. Yeah hired me to write an article last week about how bad he's been. And it's, I mean, he has been bad. There's no doubt about it. He did bounce back on Saturday. We got to talk about that, which I guess we'll just say that now. He, he played very well against the Rangers on Saturday. Yeah. That's good to see. But yeah, like you said, Colorado, I mean, like, look, Colorado is a—it's t- just t- probably 10 times better than Nashville right now. They just—they have so many better players and so many different positions. It's just they're a much better team. You expected that the Seattle game was the the clunker of the week. Like, how did mm-hmm. you lose five one to Seattle? And um, that's bad. I mean, it no no disrespect to that roster, but I just I, I don't think no. I don't think they're probably much of a playoff team. Maybe they get in, but I I don't feel like they are.
2: Uh, no, I'm I'm with you on that. I mean, realistically. I mean, they've had some success this season, I think, and they're they're you know pretty solidly up there and the toward the toward the top of the Pacific. But um, I don't know how sustainable that is. Um,
3: yeah.
2: I mean, I mean, you know, Cinderella story that it would be. I mean, you think about Vegas coming in and going all the way to the Stanley Cup Championship.
0: They're they're um, not that team. Yeah.
2: They're not. They weren't that team last season. So you yeah. know, coming in and and maybe being able to make the playoffs and and maybe even make a fair showing would be an incredible thing. It'd be a great. Yeah they were able to do that this season. That would be saying a lot, I think. But right now you know, they're sitting in third place. Um, may not last. I don't know. I'm not really sure on the strength of their schedule, who they've played, who they're going to be playing, but, um, it would be really be surprising to me. It'd be impressive to me if they were able to maintain that kind of pace and, and keep up with the Vegases and Los Angeles's of the Pacific. But, um, Still, regardless, you 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 would have expected the Predators to put on a better showing, um, and it, it just didn't happen. It was it was ugly, like you said.
0: Yeah, it, it was very ugly, and um, so then so then the the week just took this very strange kind of turn whenever um, Saturday came around because I, I think that the the call up for Parsonen was a surprise. The, the timing of it and, you know, why now, you know, if, if they were going to call him up at all, like, why did they do it now? I mean, it, I, I'm, in, in hindsight, it's, it's a good thing they did. I've, I've, I I've think I have an answer why based on what Heinz said today, but uh, it's not really going to be an answer that most people are going to like. It's a very Heinz answer. Um, yeah. I, I'll just go ahead and tell you what he said. I mean, basically he said today that <clears> – <throat> they needed him to get his game going <laughs> uh, that it's uh, it's <laughs> it's um, he's got the, the skills to play and that they needed to give him uh, and time to get his game going in the right direction in Milwaukee. And then one very interesting part that he said today was interestingly, the, the Mark Jankowski call up uh, lit a fire under him as John Hines said. And so Jankowski was called up on the November 3rd, uh, Parson was called up like almost ten days later. Sometime in those ten days, Parsonen just apparently turned it on and was just like, "I I am not going to get upstaged by Mark Jankowski." <laughs> and uh, I, I guess that's all it took. Which I think is very funny that you know if whatever Parson's career ends up being, yeah, we can all thank Mark Jankowski for for instigating it. We can um, we can
2: thank uh, Mark Jankowski's success. I mean, he's actually. Scored a couple of goals. Yeah. I mean, Alex, you know, I, it's not. Yeah. Just, and it's no, and it's no it's disrespect to
0: Jankowski. He actually looks pretty good. I, I saw him in practice today. He was just lacing home uh, goals. He was he, he looks solid, but like he, I, I would say based on the, the performances on Saturday, I'd say I like Parsons' chances at a, at a better career. So let's go ahead and get into it because he plays, uh, he, you know, he's going to make his debut. And then we get the news that he's going to play with Phil Forsberg and Mikhail Granland. Now, when I saw that, my initial thought was yeah, mind blown because yeah. people do not understand how rare that is for a for a 21 year old or 20 year old, you know, a young player to to come up and play top minutes with guys like that from day 1 and then to stay there throughout the game. He never dropped to a different line. He played yeah. on the power play the whole game. Yeah. he played big minutes he played huge minutes in the last half of the game and that during that penalty kill during the uh, that the last 6 minutes of the game where they had the 4 minute penalty kill and then the extra attacker for for New York he made i mean he played huge minutes and that was a common quote from today where guys said you know that's a guy that we expect to play big minutes which is just like so funny because it's like where was he in the first 15 games of the year then? Were there no big minutes there? And yeah.
2: <laughs> that, that you know, you said that this was a shocking call-up and we both said that our minds were blown and we heard that he was going to be playing with Forsberg and Gremlin. And I think, you know, if we go back a little bit and you look at this uh, kind of offensive puzzle, which, you know, we talked in the offseason a lot about the defensive puzzle they had to solve with without really thinking too much about the offense, saying, oh, they had all these players they could plug in and they weren't getting plugged in. Or you'd see someone you know, come up to the second line for a, a game or a period or, or something like that. And just you know, No matter who it was, they just weren't good enough. And so you keep seeing this kind of revolving door of prospects being called up from Milwaukee to come in, and they're getting minutes on the fourth line, maybe <clears throat> on the third line if they're lucky. Um, and, and then all of a sudden – and I, I really feel like it's out of nowhere because the, if you look at the corresponding move – that enabled this to happen, you know, they had to send somebody down, they had to do something, and it was gross that they sent down. It was a defender yeah. that they sent down, meaning, you know, you've still got Borvietsky on IR. They obviously want more options at forward, and that was the guy they called up. Now, yeah, personally, I wasn't when I heard the name, I wasn't surprised that that was someone they'd call up. I knew that right. they really liked him, yeah, yeah. everything I'd seen out of him in practice or in a uh, preseason training camp, everything really impressive. And I felt like he had a good shot to make the team out of camp when he got sent down. Um, I mean, I'll admit, I was a little surprised, although, I mean, I guess it made sense in the greater context of things, but when they made that call up um, I was like, okay, maybe he's getting his chance. Now, when I thought getting his chance, I thought on the fourth line, which yeah. seems to be the trend. But when he said, and he being John Hines, said, Oh, He's going to play with Forsberg and Granlund. I was like, "Oh, they're real high on this guy," and I think they should be. It, but I was really impressed that you kind of had uh, the minds kind of lining up on that.
0: Yeah, the the, the surprise. I, I should may, may I should clarify the surprise was not the name. The surprise was the timing, when yeah. and who who is he playing yeah. with? Uh, that was a shocker. And then, um, and, and then, so okay, I, I've got I've got a couple videos. We're gonna we're gonna show we're gonna show the goal that he scored. In his second shift, first shot, but second shift, his first shift ended up being on a power play, Um, and he ended up playing on the power play. And but his second shift here uh, with with this goal, and we might have to show this twice. But I I do want to just I want I want to show the goal and then talk about kind of what it is that he did here that that someone like. Well, there's a, there's a couple comparisons to make with some young forwards that the Predators have had in the past. However, I think he's a blend of a bunch of different guys. So, it, it, some of these comparisons are not unkind or not not exactly right. One of the comparisons will be Victor Arvidson. I think this kind of goal you're about to see, if you haven't seen it already, is a very Victor Arvidson like goal, like the way he gets around the defender who is a forward actually. But there's other things that he does here that are much more Philip Forsbe- Forsbergian. Uh, so let's just go ahead and watch this. And this is the entire shift, which is like a 19-second shift. But this is like starts in the other and one end of the ice and, and builds toward the goal. So here you go. Here comes big Kevontae, Miller. Keandre Miller, rather.
3: Six-foot-five. Outstanding play. Two-on-two coming up for Parsonek. He'll pick up speed, turns the corner. Parson keeps score.
0: Very impressive. Um, in fact, let me just go ahead and show it again because I, w- I want to. But I, I want to point out. Um, so when he when he gains this when he get, when he gets possession of the puck in the neutral zone, the way that he advances the puck. With control and with like kind of a direction in mind, just looks like Philip Forsberg to me. I mean, if you put a number nine on the back of this jersey, it would look right. So watch that again when he get, when he gains when he gets the puck in the neutral zone and the way he goes into the zone looks like a Philip Forsberg. He's obviously a different handed player, but it just, that's just kind of what it makes me think of. Comes big, Keavante, Keandre Miller,
3: Keandre Miller rather, six foot five. Outstanding player. Two on two coming up for Parson. He'll pick up speed. Turns the corner. Parson. He scores!
0: So. Comes big. Kivante. Kivante Miller. Sorry. I was ready for round three. The, the way that also the way he shields the puck. So when he goes, when he gets the zone and he, he realizes he's got to step on the defender, but he shields the puck out there. Very Victor Arvidsson. Uh, Kevin Fiala did that too. I mean, a, a lot of guys who, who need to uh, use their body to kind of shield the puck. Like, I mean, Forsberg does that too. A lot of guys do that, but um, he, he knew he had the angle, but the way he gets the puck out there. So, I mean, that right there was his like an initial moment, but I do have one other one that I wanted to show. And, uh, and I want to show it mostly because of his ability visually in the off like to, to be able to kind of create offense, uh, from a place where you wouldn't normally expect offense to come from. And then also just his all around game. But Sean, before we do that, let's talk about relax the back. Oh, because if you are in need of some place in Nashville where you can get customized comfort options for the office, for relaxing at home, for sleeping at night. I'm talking ergonomic office chairs, zero gravity chairs, the very best massage chairs you could ever find. Uh, and also just getting your, to get your spine in the correct position so you can work better every day. You've got to go to relax the back their store in green Hills at 2020 Glen Echo road. They have everything you could possibly want for this. Here's a couple of shots of their, of their, uh, of their new renovated store. You can see they've got the very best technology when it comes to sleeping uh, beds and, and pillows and wedge systems. That right there is the techno gel you're seeing right in the front. That stuff is amazing. Go in there, sleep, uh, lay on it. Uh, Glenn or a sleep agent on hand will talk to you about the ways in which you can sleep better to, to help your pain issues. They've also got some insane massage chairs. Like you can see right there, these things are top of the line. very The very best when it comes to uh, recovery and that sort of thing. So relax the back. you got to go to the store. Sleep agent on hand every day. Talk to Glenn. He owns the store, and he will tell you about the four pillars of wellness, healthy sleep, healthy body, healthy work, and healthy mind. Okay, speaking of healthy everything, uh, everything about Yusuf Parsons' game to me on Saturday stood out. Like everything that he did from an offensive standpoint, defensive Maybe face-offs was the only thing he didn't do well. He, did, he didn't win all – I mean, who cares? Face-offs, t- totally not important. But from his skating, his size, his power, his vision, everything. And I think this clip is one that I think – I went through and watched several of his shifts, but this one stood out, I think, for a couple of reasons. Number one is the way that he owns the middle of the ice. You'll see when he's trying to – when he's forechecking, he's not given a ton of pressure, but he's, he's sort of guiding – the, the, the defense out of the middle of the, of the ice. And then when there's a turnover, he makes a pass. When there's a turnover in the middle of the, in the, in the neutral zone, he makes a pass. that's so fast. The camera can't keep up with it. it, it it's so ahead of the play that the, you'll, you'll notice, like you won't even be able to see where the pass is going. It was a good pass though. Uh, and you'll see that here too. And then you'll see him going to the front of the net. And while the puck didn't find him because it, there was a turnover, he was right in the right place so a lot of things to think about but i want to play this uh it's about a minute long but this is a shift from uh maybe one of his first four or five shifts in the game
3: bring it forward north and south hito will send it back and everybody will get organized yeah, they, they had some they, they moved that puck around really good there but i, I thought the predators stayed composed i thought Carey looked good he made a couple good reads off the backboards far side of the net he was there to poke that away good kill Strocek stood up on the dump-in. Nashville deflected it back out. Parson wheels it to the far side. Forsberg waiting right in front. Yossi tried to tip it, couldn't change the direction of it. Great idea. Yeah, I like that. Just oh, this one batted back by Reeves. He's cruising in on Grandlin, who knew who was coming after. Reeves had laid the lumber. A lot of physical elements in both of these lineups. Remember a couple of years ago, the Rangers didn't like how that handled that part of it. They made some changes. There's Forsberg. Had the wraparound in mind. Instead, keeps the play moving.
0: Flings it back, and it's knocked down by Goodrow. So that was about a minute-long shift. He had like 58, 59 seconds out there. And he did a lot. I mean, he he pressured their defense. Uh, if you could follow the play, he's number 75. But he, he pressured their defense, forced that um, the, the, the defenseman to bring the puck out, and he made him go to his left. Why is that important? He's a right-handed defender. So right-handed defender usually wants to go right. He made him go left. And then when he brings, uh, when there's a turnover, that pass he makes from the center line is like pretty much right on the tape and leads into a, an offensive chance. And they had a quality chance Forsberg nearly scored. Um, then, uh, he gets a little bit out of position. I think it, uh, sort of in the middle of the ship, but then he comes back and then he's, he's four checking. Then he goes to the front of the net. Uh, really great. I mean, just, just, Fantastic stuff. I mean, you you really don't see a 21 year old come in and, and have shifts like that. What do you think?
2: I was pretty impressed, and I, you know, you made all those comparisons earlier talking about you know his goal, and I think I think one of the things that you know when you really look at that goal is that he never for a second when he gets that puck considers dumping it, and I mean that's something <laughs> I think that we've all kind of complained about. For a while now this season is that you see a lot more dump-ins than you'd really like. It seems like it's hard for the predators to enter the zone with control. Um, so when you see somebody take over, even in the defensive zone, and say, "Okay, this puck's going in, and I'm going to take it in myself," he he had that in mind from the start. Dumping it in was never an option. And I mean, he and it's. I think is it worth pointing out who it was that he had to beat to get around there and get that shot off? I'm sorry. Say what you said again. Sorry. Is, is it worth mentioning just for the sake of, of who it is? And we're talking about uh, Parson and being a very late round draft pick. Who it was that he blew by down there in the offensive zone to get to the net front? Um, yeah. Is it worth That'll mentioning be, who that was?
0: A, a first overall first pick, Alexis right. Lafreniere. Yeah. So not a defenseman. So that's no. we should that out. But uh, no, yes, but I, I did got think about that. Responsibilities. It's- yeah, I, I did think about that. I mean, it is kind of interesting, right? two, two yeah. ten, like I was thinking, like, he's number two ten, right? Just Parson yeah. was draft pick number two hundred and ten the previous year. Lafreniere was number one overall twenty twenty the next year. Yeah. So they were almost back-to-back picks, right?
2: <laughs> almost. I mean, that's but that's that's what you've really got to consider is that you know, here's somebody who's the, you know, elite of the elite the mm-hmm. presumed and eventual number one overall pick and he's yeah. and again yes he's a forward he's not a defender but yeah everybody out there has offensive and defensive responsibilities and we're you're the only guy in the zone you has got somebody if, coming if alexis on,
0: lafreniere was on the national predators he'd be healthy scratched the next day <laughs> right
2: well, I mean, you see what he did out there, Alex. He needs that's to get tough. his head
0: right. He needs to work yeah. on his game. He
2: looks like he's uh, worried. He's, gonna, he's he's afraid to make a mistake. That's what he's playing yeah, like. That's, he's he's focused
0: sure. too much on on not making mistakes. You you want him right. to just go out so, there and have fun. I I want to I want to go over this because I, I went back and did some research on uh, on previous debuts. So I, I made the claim today, and I am going to stick by this because I, I just think it's true. Regardless of what happens, Parson could have a terrible career from here on out. I think the statement is still true. Okay. And that is, that, that was the most impressive debut that I've seen by a forward in Nashville history. Um, and that, I, 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 think it, I think it does pass Forsberg's. I think when Forsberg played, the team was so bad. I actually tweeted this out earlier today that the roster for that team was unreal how bad it was. Go look at that. some of the names on that roster. It's so bad. So he stood out on a very bad team. I feel like Parson's team that he's debuting with is much better yeah. than the Forsberg team. So Forsberg, what I'm saying is Forsberg standing out on that team means a little bit less than Parson and standing out on this team. And not only that, but Parson leading the team and leading forwards in ice time. Like that's, that's, that's incredible. I mean, he, he led the, the forwards in ice time on his debut, uh, with a with a team that has some pretty impressive forward names in it so so yeah. that's one so that's one thing and then I, I just went back and i mean some of the some of the names that some of these players other players have played with in their debut leads me to believe that number one they knew this guy was good the the heinz and, and company because they would not have done this with i mean listen I mean, to who i mean kevin yeah, fiala he played his he debuted with mike fisher and craig smith fine players in their own right but neither one of them are philip forsberg or or mikhail grandland in terms of no. they are not skill players right no uh victor arvidson talk, now we're going back so this is 2013 no 20 2015 2014 arvidson debuted with mike ribero and Gabriel Bork. So wow. a skilled player in Mike Ribeiro for sure. But Gabriel Bork, not a skill player. No. Um, also, almost none of these guys played on the power play. Forsberg did. Forsberg played on the power play in his debut. Um, Tomasino. Let's go back to last year. Tomasino debuts. Remember the 4-3 loss to Seattle opening, opening game of the year? Wow. Yeah. Any, do you remember who he played with? you remember who he who played with on the first game?
2: no i'm not even going to try to guess it would just would just embarrass myself
0: cody glass it was cody glass philip tomasino playing together who else we've seen that happen since no uh cody glass tomasino and nick cousins what a line what what a line uh, no power play time for Tomasino. Forsberg already talked about. Oh, by the way, Forsberg's line mates, David Legwand and Taylor Beck. Wow. Uh, so yeah, he <laughs> stood out. He stood out on that line. <laughs> um say so. I'll even go to Colton Sissons. Let's talk. Oh, I, I, I want to mention uh, Ellie Tolvanen too. Uh, Colton Sissons. He debuted. Um, this is back in 2013. I think it was the. Yeah. T- no, he was drafted. Hang on. Let me, let me double check that. It was, against Winnipeg. Colton Sissons. Uh, let me get the date right. Uh, Colton Sissons debuted in 2014. Yeah, 2014. Against Winnipeg, he played with Paul Gostad and Rich Clune. He had 10 minutes, one shot. He had an assist in his debut. No power play time. No penalty kill time for Colton Sissons. Ooh. Last one. Ellie Tolvanen. That was not that long ago, 2018. He played with Ryan Johansson and Victor Arvidsson. Now, that stands out as a more skilled line for Ellie Tolvanen to start out at. Uh What has happened to Ellie Tolvanen since? (laughs) He debuts with Ryan Johansson, Victor Arvidsson. Then he goes back down a few days later, I think it was. And then basically ever since has been trying to get back to the uh, top line position, right? Got
2: one. You only get one shot, like Eminem
0: <laughs> said. <laughs> exactly. And Ellie Tolvenin uh, did not. Well, I was trying to make an Eminem At, comparison. What you comparison. should have said was
2: Ellie Tolvenin did not
0: lose himself in the music. The moment he there did not own it. See, I should have counted on you to finish that. That was See? perfect. Um, but Tolvenin did not. Uh, it did not lose himself. Uh, but. John Hines lost him, and uh, he's now now floundering somewhere in the depths of Bridgestone Arena. No one can find him. Haven't seen. So I I bring all that up to say, with all those four, all those talent, all those forwards are talented. I mean, maybe Colton Sissons less than the other guys, and Colton Sissons not really a skill guy, but still a good forward, second round pick. Um, All those guys are talented. Fiala. Colvin uh, Arvidsson, Forsberg, come in with a lot of offensive upside, right? And some of them got some skill guys. Some of them got a blend. Some of them didn't get any skill guys. Some of them got a raw deal. Some of them got a raw deal. Is that another Eminem lyric? No. <laughs> okay. Some of them got a raw deal. <laughs> and uh, And yet, this guy gets the cream of the crop. Yeah. I think it's because they knew how good he was.
2: So I, I guess what's interesting is, I mean, I would have to agree with you on that, right? They knew how good he was, but I mean, is Tomasino not good?
0: Yeah, that's, they, that's what just, you have to ask, right?
2: You know, and that's that's why, again, we go back to well, what was shocking do, do, and what was shocking they,
0: was... Do they not think he's good? Well, I
2: don't know. Maybe not. Because, again, what shocked us, just to clarify wasn't that they brought him up. We both fully expected to see him at some point this season. Yeah. Actually, I kind of thought we'd see him a little sooner. But um, it was who they put him with on those lines because when you were bringing up other people or putting in other people with skills, they weren't getting that kind of, of uh, opportunity with such skilled players. Um, and what's I think what's more interesting is that you, you look at what he made of that opportunity, especially if you want to focus on the goal, focus on the goal. Who made that goal happen? Uh wait, which goal are we talking about? Parsons goal. Who made it happen? Uh so made it happen. Yeah. I mean it wasn't he okay. wasn't it wasn't a beautiful setup by Granland. It wasn't a big setup by Forsberg. Gotcha. It was Parsonman making it happen.
0: Yes. And
2: his success on his debut had very little to do with those linemates, even though Great he was point. given the opportunity with those linemates. So, you know, it's interesting that he gets the chance with those guys, but he makes it happen without them. I'm not saying they didn't do anything,
0: but he makes it happen on his own. No, yeah, um, no, absolutely. That's a great point, and and I think that is what that that is one huge part of what they've been missing, and that's why the Forsberg comparison makes sense to me because that's what Forsberg does. Forsberg creates on his own. He he doesn't yeah. rely on he he can. There there are very few people on this team, very few skaters on this team that can create on their own. In my mind, it's Forsberg, it's Yossi, it's Matt Duchesne when he's having a good day. That's yeah. it. Yeah, like create I goals agree. on their own. Mikhail Greenland yeah. can create goals for other players. So can Brian Johansson. Mm-hmm. Parson might be one of the guys. He might be a guy that can create goals on his own. And I mean, yeah, you saw it there. I, I don't I haven't followed his career enough to know if that's really a part of his game, if that's like his strength or whatever. Uh, we'll have to get Eric back on here to talk about it. but yeah. um, I, I, I think I think if he's that guy, like that's that, that, that would be so huge for this franchise because and, and also by the way, they stuck him at center. I mean, Colin Wilson, I, I should have pulled up his thing about when he debuted. Colin Wilson was like the the pro- prototypical, we're drafting him as a center. We're drafting him as a center. We're going to play him at center. We're going to develop him at center. Oh, he's a left wing for his entire career. Yeah. So like, he's the guy that, that we always think about for that, but like it's happened to other players. I mean, Forsberg kind of was supposed to be a center, but he really needs to be a wing. He's better there. Um, so, like, is Parson going to stick at center? I think he probably should. If he's already there now, why why bump him to, to wing, you know?
2: It works. It works. It works really well. Uh, and like you said, we neither one of us have followed his career super closely at, at the <laughs> other levels to be able to kind of speak whether or not that's part of his game. Yes, Eric can speak much more directly to that and much more clearly to that. But I I think when you, when you look at um, – I mean, I don't want to say the overall body of his work because again, there's a lack of familiarity there. You always just hear things from other people and you always hear that he can get the job done on his own. He's a big forceful skater. He's got good control of the puck. He's got good vision. and you know, that pass that you showed, that's good vision. That's hockey IQ. Yeah. You know, he knew that guy was there. He knew how to get the puck there quickly. He didn't have to think about it at all. It was automatic. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just who he is. And so you're seeing that play out at the NHL level. And that's, that's very exciting. I hope it continues.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I do too for the, for the sake of, well, I mean, let, let's, let's be honest. I, I think it would be great for, it would be a big win for this scouting department that has struggled to find forwards. They are excellent at identifying goalies and defensemen and some kinds of forwards, you know, like a tanner or you know, for example. But it's like, they just cannot find and develop a high end scoring. I, I, we we've got to couch all this with saying Parsons played one game. We do not know if he's going to turn into that at all, but I just know based on the debut, that was a really good debut. And if that's what he's even close to what he's going to be in his career, he's going to be very, very good. Um, but if, you, anyways, I think it'll be a huge win for the scouting department and and for the for the front office because like being able to develop a guy like that once in 24 years, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's just it, it's it's kind of you 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 really want to you want to see the franchise finally do that, even though it's been so long. Uh, and and you know, also the kid's really nice. I mean, talking to him today, he seemed like he seems very focused. Heinz talked about that a lot. He seemed like uh, Heinz said that he talked to him the day of, and he was like kind of anticipated him to be a little bit more excited, but he was just like really calm, you know, like kind of very, very European. I mean,
2: well, it's the the Finnish reserve that I think we've come accustomed to here. Yes, but
0: he has, he has wells of Finnish reserve. Like he has an entire, an entire, an entire reservoir of finished reserve on tap. Yeah. I mean the guy like barely was excited after the game. I mean it, you watch the video I posted of his entire post game availability. He smiles. I mean that's a picture of him right there I took of him smiling after the game. He does smile but it's like so brief and then immediately is back to it was a good game. It was a good game. We did so, we did a good job.
2: I think thanks. I want to I want to mention this too. I, I don't want to take up a ton of time talking about this. Um, but I I really like this concept when talking about Parson and that there's that competition that drive in him where it was the Jankowski call up that really sent him into overdrive. And it, it makes me think of, you know, we were discussing um, I know you got a chance to to get some information on him today and talk to a bunch of people. Um, You know, I was able to talk to him during training camp Um, and it was, it was funny because Uh, the group of us that were there at training camp that day, you know, we were asked, who do you want? We said, we wanted Parson. And, and uh, I don't know. I think everybody seemed kind of surprised that that's who we wanted. Um, But again, I'll say this, we'll talk about Eric Dune, huge, huge, huge prospect guy, knows this organization from the top to the bottom. Um, I think, I can't believe that he hasn't been hired by some scouting department Um, is as good as he is at this, but, because we've all been so well uh, reared by Eric to, to know who Parson is, that was who everyone wanted to talk to and it was loud. And so they were trying to find a place where we could go. The Zamboni was going and they, they sent him out back behind Centennial. And it was kind of funny because we were outside and this, this wasn't the intention. I want to be very, very clear here. This wasn't the intention in in putting him outside, but we were by a trash can. And I I noticed that we walked out and before we started, I said, Oh, it's really nice. They, brought you out here by the trash can and he kind of smirked like yeah what's that all about you know he didn't say anything but you could see in his face that he was kind of like yeah why am I by a trash can <laughs> and you take something something minor like that and, and you kind of turn a, a perceived slight or just even the smallest thing oh they called Jankowski up well it's it's you so time Milwaukee yeah. let's go uh, yeah. That you want that I mean you yeah. want that in a player you want that 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 competitive drive to where mm-hmm. things like that are going to motivate them in the game when they happen off the ice. And, yeah. You know, I, I
0: think it's, it's about being hungry. Right. I mean, like he yeah. he wants to eat. Yep. And, and I think that he, I, I mean, the, the, Jankowski thing, I think we need to remind people. It has nothing to do with Jankowski. No, it's, it's not like some, it's not like Jankowski is a bad player. I think he's probably a good. player. No. But I think what happened in, in Parson's mind was the first call up that they make, it's going to be me. And I know it is. And then it wasn't. No. And he was like, oh, hell no. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Let me me give give Jankowski some credit. The other goal in that game, the the game-winning goal, was Jankowski. It was. And it was a a beautiful setup from Roman Yossi. But at the same time, the fact that he was where he was, which is where he needed to be, Yossi pulled that goalie over to the side, leaving that side of the net wide open. Jankowski popped it right in. I mean, that's that's a heads up play. That's another hockey IQ play. He knew where he needed to be. He was there, and he made it happen. Um, Jankowski's look good. You know, I'm not going to sit and say like, oh yeah, well, should have been Parsonen over Jankowski. But if that's what motivates Parsonen to say, okay, let's step it into overdrive and make things yeah. happen, then by all means,
0: keep that competition alive. I think right? um, I I we're we're about to wrap it up. I I, I think that this we've, we've kind of. We've we've hit on everything I wanted to talk about, Um, but I I do want to conclude by by, um, returning to something you said a little bit ago about Eric. So the only reason that I ever heard the name Yusof Parson was because of Eric, and he pointed it out to me – I mean, it was probably – year and a half ago I mean it was it was a while ago I mean it, it wasn't even after because remember he was drafted in 2019 I think mm-hmm. I mean Eric always has guys that he wants them to draft he, he had him pegged as like a fifth rounder I think but then like he rose so quickly that you kept hearing this name and you kept hearing Eric talk about him and then uh and pretty soon it was like very clear last year year before sometime maybe maybe a year and a half ago I don't know exactly when that it was like no this dude's gonna play this dude's this dude's gonna play at some point and and Eric was always the one beating the drum so we got to give him a ton of credit and I think what I'm going to try to do is find so we had Eric on our show for the draft shows right and yeah. so one of those episodes we talked about guys we might see this year and Parson was one of those names so i'm going to i'm going to find that that audio and put that in so w- what about parsonen do you think yeah. there's a chance
1: oh if I, I don't know where you'd find these odds, but I would put, like, $500 on him making his NHL debut this year. Uh, right now, ah. if I could. Uh, <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like, I've been riding the USA Parsons hype train for... I've been conducting it, actually, for
0: yeah. the last okay. few
1: years now. Uh, I, I mean, I love this player. I think uh, if anyone watched the Admirals in the playoffs this year or any of his games in Finland and whenever this next season comes same thing immediately you'll fall in love with him too um he you know the thing that stands out to him from him not in like a necessarily good way is skating it's very like clearly kind of wonky it's not bad per se um the thing about him is he and I kind of hate this whole idea of like the compete level and whatever but like he works like crazy on the ice and it's so obvious every shift I mean stops and starts you know never does these wide turns chases after every puck he's physical he's got good hands for his size he's a great center very defensively responsible uh he's not going to be like you know he's not going to score a ton of beautiful goals although he does have some mixed in here and there but he just digs for every puck and fights every battle uh and he's really great and look he came over to milwaukee in the spring for the playoffs and they said i think scott ford said they like weren't planning on on really like playing him that much some folks had some illnesses. He drew into the lineup, and they immediately were like, "We can't take this kid out." Um, and that's wow. after he, by the way, had COVID this year, which my understanding is he like, got hit really bad with COVID. A wow. and B, he in the play and uh, towards the end of the regular season over in Finland, um, he got lit up by a hit to the head at open ice, like just straight head contact, was mm. knocked completely out, got a concussion, does not remember any of it uh missed some time with that uh so he's been through all that played a whole league season his team went to the Liga championship series and lost and then he came over uh and was playing in the playoffs with milwaukee so really excited about him for a seventh round pick uh i think the preds found a gem here and they just signed his line mate uh over from finland marcus Nurmi. he's going to come over and play with him in milwaukee um So, yeah, uh, my my I kind of chatted with some few folks over there in Finland about him. And and the impression I get uh, is he is just like, uh, you know, like the memes about like Nathan McKinnon, like not letting his teammates like eat like he's not that like he's not that kind of like crazy. But he is just like, I will do anything it takes to like be at the top of my game and improve. And like, yeah, so really excited about him. I think he's going to have a great year in Milwaukee. He's probably going to come up when there's an injury or two and uh, take it from there. Sean, you have a question.
0: I trust him always. And he was absolutely 100% right about this one. Yeah. And that was, I remember that draft and I remember him being, first off
2: shocked that Parson and wasn't picked up sooner, but then when Parson and I guess you could say fell to the predators in the late round there, he was, he was over the moon. He's like, I can't tell you how big of a, deal this is for them getting him. I can't, you don't understand. You can't believe how good this guy's going to be just. And I was like, I'm like, come on, man. It's seventh round pick. Like, come on, dude. Really? But I mean, again, that's how well he knows prospects. I, you know, I feel like anytime I, you know, talk (laughs) about how good he is that somebody out there is going to go, okay, we've heard a lot about this guy. Let's, let's figure out who he is and give this man a job. Um, and I do want to say too, if if you're sitting there listening to this and you're like, okay, I'd like to know more about the Predators organization from the ground up. I want to know more about prospects. Follow him on Twitter at on the future OTF. That's where you can find him. Yeah. Um, I I've worked with him for a very long time. Alex worked with him for a long time. Alex may have hired him. I hired him. Um, yeah. I think at the same time you hired me. I did. Uh, and I mean, he's he's. I mean, gosh, the work he does is incredible. And I, I feel like I trust him more than I would trust any any draft guide out there because guy knows stuff. Um, and it doesn't yep. matter if, if I'm going to a, the uh, prospect development camp and there's a guy that is just there on a professional tryout and, and there's just a camp invitee or whatever it is, not even someone that's been drafted. And I say, hey, what do you know about this guy? He can tell me pretty much everything I need to know pretty quick without yep. referencing notes at all. And that's... I mean, gosh, guy needs a guy needs a job doing this. That's right, big time.
0: <laughs> okay, Pred schedule this week. They play three home games, three games at home. Versus the Minnesota Wild on Tuesday, the New York Islanders on Thursday. You'll be there on Tuesday. I'll be there on Thursday. Correct. And then Saturday against Tampa. I will not be at that one. I'm not sure if you'll be at that one, but I will not be there. But um, three home games boy it would be nice if they could win two of those i would say if they win two of those they're back on track well yeah. i don't know about I think back so. on track but they're, well, they're, they're 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 they found their footing i'll say it that way they found their footing if they're if they went yeah. two out of the next three they found their footing you want you want to see them
2: put i'm not saying it has to be a four game win streak but you want to see them put some kind of you know performance out where you're looking good games for consistent or you know nice in a row, I'm not sure the right way to say that, but something where it's more like the wind doesn't seem like a fluke, uh, yeah. and you're you can kind of oh hey they're playing like they want to win tonight, which is I think the comment from Saturday. But yeah, two wins would put them at uh, eight and eight. Three wins would put them at nine and eight, which is not bad. Um, that's what you want to see. Yeah, it's, it's, see not, the team start it's not team It's not on track.
0: It's not even really a bubble team yet, but it's it's back above the water, right? I mean, well, it's like- back
2: on track to. To challenge and, and make something of the season, right? Maybe. As Eminem would say. No, I'm not going to go <laughs> in there.
0: Okay. Uh, until then, you can check out all of our Preds coverage, coverage at A to Z Check it out there. And uh, also follow me on Twitter at AlexDarty1. Follow Sean on Twitter at SCSNSH. And we will see everyone back next week.